We talk about our 2019 top picks, updated reliability data, and which brands make the best vehicles next on Talking Cars. Welcome to the show. I'm Jennifer Stockberger. I'm Gabe Shenhar. And I'm Jake Fisher. So this marks kind of a super exciting time of year for us here in that we have annual moments of one, our top picks, top cars in a variety of categories, mm -hmm. as well as who makes the best cars by brand. Mm -hmm. So before we get into some of the changes this year, Gabe, can you give the audience kind of a rundown of what are the components of a car's overall score? Sure. There are four components that go into the overall score. One is the road test score, which is a reflection of what we do here. Mm -hmm. Then uh, there is a survey data that uh, comes from our members, and that includes reliability as well as owner satisfaction. And the fourth component is uh, safety, which uh, reflects uh, crash data from the Insurance Institute of Highway Safety as well as advanced safety equipment in cars. And that, that overall score is not static. So oh. it's changing every year. Are there any changes to how we're doing that this year? Right. Yeah. So it's a dynamic thing. Mm -hmm. It changes. And very often you'll see a, resh a slight reshuffling uh, in the ratings yep. because of uh, those changes, uh, whether they are because of uh, changing reliability or because of changing uh, safety equipment. So, for instance, uh, this year we, we added uh, uh, pedestrian detection. So uh, cars have to uh, cars get credit for having automatic emergency braking with uh, pedestrian detection. Ah, and and you know I was just looking just to give some background. Pedestrian detection, it's some stats, and this is it also from the Institute for Highway Safety that show that pedestrian deaths were up about forty six percent between two thousand nine and two thousand sixteen, um, and it has a lot to do with them being seen, be it you know, the lighting of the roadways, headlights, or in this case, the car being able to see the, the pedestrian maybe even better or, you know, from a driver that's not paying attention or in, in instances where they can't see. Yeah, so I mean, pedestrian deaths are definitely up. Um, I mean, obviously, we're always making changes to the overall score mm -hmm. to reflect uh, the effectiveness of these new systems. Um, you know, and there is data that shows that these systems are absolutely effective. Mm -hmm. um, they, they do reduce fatalities of pedestrians, so we're looking to see them on more vehicles. And it's important to know, so like as we're giving credit for these systems, we're also making sure that they're standard on these vehicles. Right. Um, we initially see sometimes they put these advanced safety systems and it's only available on the top trim. If you get leather, if you get all those, those check boxes, we want to make sure that you go in and you're looking for Car X, you get Car X with that safety equipment. Right. And, yeah. and we've done some, I mean, we've talked about on the show, you know, this idea of common nomenclature, making it sure so people can get this equipment, Gabe, as the, as the person who's buying the cars, are you still finding, you know, automatic emergency braking, pedestrian detection packaged, you know, so it's difficult to get when you're specking out what we're getting even? Yeah, so we buy about 50 cars a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we buy cars, uh, I spec them out. And uh, it's, uh, it's been giving us quite a bit of headache to <laughs> know to least, exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what equipment uh, comes. You want automatic emergency braking? then uh, sometimes you need to get uh, this package, driver assistance, and sometimes that's not in the driver assistance uh, one. Right. You have to get the driver assistance two, and it's very convoluted and confusing even for us. So uh, imagine a regular customer uh, well, wanting to buy a car, 
getting into all that uh, mess. And right. it's often not called automatic emergency braking. It's right. not called foreclosure right. warning. Right. It's called some kind of crazy trade name or front or, assist or something. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And and what we found not only as you said it's confusing to us, it's absolutely confusing for to consumers. It's confusing to the dealers. Right. That's the what dealers I was don't say. understand. Dealers don't yeah. It's confusing we, to the manufacturers. Sometimes <laughs> we talk to the manufacturers they're like, "We no, we have that." Well, wait, who did you talk to? Did you talk to Bill? I mean, it's it's unbelievable. We have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. We have enough anecdotal data that uh, dealers are completely confused about that yeah. and that uh, they're, they're they're not equipped to really educate the customers. Yeah. So, so again, two things, the effectiveness, and we're hoping to guide you on what ones are really important um, through the overall score. And on that note, there's an addition of the automatic emergency braking too, Jake, for top picks. Yes. Which is kind of a change for this yeah. year. Yeah. So, well. so I mean, first of all, overall score. I mean, while overall score is important because the things that you talked about, top mm -hmm. picks, as well as uh, who makes the best cars, it's all based on overall score. Right. Right. When we look at the best brands, it's just basically an average of the overall scores in that brand. When we look at the top picks, it we're choosing in the categories the top overall score mm -hmm. in ten different categories. Um, but yes, we did put a different. Um, a different bar, if you will, a little bit, another right. litmus test when the we're looking at fluidity comes back uh, yeah. <laughs> on, on on top picks too, and and, there, and we've done this before. So for instance, when stability control was first coming out and wasn't on every car, we said, well, to be a top pick, you really got to have standard stability control. Yep. It's a huge deal. Eventually, they made a standard on all the vehicles by law in 2012, but before <laughs> we, we 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 drew the bar, and now we're drawing a new bar, and uh, about half the vehicles, half the models that we care, uh, cover actually have automatic emergency braking standard now. Oh, so and it's not an unachievable bar. No, and, and <laughs> actually among the ones that don't have it standard, right. the majority of those have it as optional equipment. So, right. so, it's, it's, so what we're now saying in terms of this new bar for, for top picks is it needs to be standard equipment for some kind of AEB, some mm -hmm. kind of automatic emergency braking. Um, and if we didn't have that, there might have been other top picks. So, so it really is a message to all the automakers. Basically, you know, you want to be considered. Right. You got, you got to you got to put that effective right. uh, system on your. You market. want to be a top pick, and top picks is a really big deal for us and for our members as well. Mm -hmm. uh, top picks means you know, you just go ahead buy that car. Don't overthink it. Right. And <laughs> so, you're going to be happy. Right, you right, can't yeah. go wrong here. Right. So, no uh, not, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, nowadays you're, you're not going to want to buy a car without automatic emergency braking. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a very apt move. And, and, and look, we even have. I mean, we have a lot of very inexpensive cars that are in our top picks. Um, right. I mean, the Toyota, Toyota Yaris is was it starts at like fifteen or sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Again, standard, standard mm -hmm. AEB on this car. So there's it's not an unachievable car goal. It's not just it doesn't leave us a bunch of luxury cars. Right. Right. Which is good. Picks. Safety for everyone type of concept. Right. Yeah. So that kind of caps the safety changes. But there's also some updates in terms of reliability. Jake, do you want to kind of summarize where that sure, is? Sure, sure. So um, another giant moment when it comes to consumer reports is our new reliability scores. And up until now, it's been an annual announcement. Mm -hmm. So in the fall, we'll tell everyone the, the new reliability information. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently this year. And we're actually updating our reliability results uh, right now. And the reason yep. we're able to do that is because we've 
you know, days of yonder, you know, it used to be kind of like, you know, the paper survey and, you know, you fill Literally. in your little blocks yeah. or whatever. Uh, that's, that's long gone. It's a fully digital survey and we don't necessarily have to, you know, put it out one time out of the year. So we've been doing some experimentation and we've been actually collecting more data after the traditional reliability mm -hmm. time closes. So we're actually incorporating that new data, which actually we got from the summer of 2018, and that allows us to get a lot more 2018 models. Mm -hmm. In fact, we actually doubled well, this so pool of 2018 models. So it's not models. insignificant, the addition. No, yeah. no. Um, so a lot more new vehicles, and that allows us to have much better predictions on the new cars that are coming out and the new cars that are on for sale. So as a result, um, you're going to notice all the reliability has changed. I mean, used cars going back to the year 2000, the new car predictions have changed. And because of that, some vehicles uh, have gained recommendation and some have lost recommendation mm -hmm. based on more updated information about reliability. So on that note, a question I've heard other people ask you, and I just want, in case anybody's thinking the same thing, what is the difference between the top pick that gave to, and, the, and the recommended models? Yeah, well, it's just, you know, when we, everything's by a rural score, right. first of all. Um, the top pick is the absolute best in 10 different categories. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that we update once a year. Uh, when it comes to recommenda recommendations, um, they're just simply the best overall scores in a given category. So there might be several recommended okay. models in Many each one of the Many cars versus one. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that most recent data, were there any specific vehicles, brands, where that most recent data made a big change? Yeah, um, we saw we saw there's about ten vehicles that kind of uh, either we are now recommending or have lost recommendation. Probably the most notable ones, the Tesla Model Three. Mm. So the Tesla Model Three was almost it's almost a little bit of the perfect storm because <laughs> as you know, um, you know the Tesla Model Three they really ramped up production. Right. So we had data on it that we announced in the fall and it was average. Uh, we absolutely had, you know, we had I think it was roughly 250 vehicles that we had. Um, you know, and because they've ramped our production, and when we went back into the summer, we got a lot more Tesla Model 3s. So we yeah. have approximately 500 vehicles now, and the models that we got data on in the summer, now presumably these could be later production models or right. whatnot, um, they were more problematic than, than the initial ones. Um, we saw, I mean, look, there, there was, there was Throughout the entire Tesla lineup, and we've seen issues with um, in-car electronics. We're yeah. not seeing a lot of problems with the batteries, not a lot of problems with the, the the drive motors or anything like that. But what we saw on the Tesla Model 3s is a lot more um, trim uh, problems, yep. paint problems, glass problems, and actually we've seen some of these on our own car too. So on on our own car, our rear uh, window it, it it had a crack. Yeah, we have a crack in the rear window, and that was just. I'm not sure if it's a stress crack, fracture or something like that, but it wasn't cold related, right? Yeah. yeah, and we're seeing other people had those problems too. Um, and actually, we've we've seen some weird cold weather stuff with our car, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, door handles that uh, don't uh, open, uh, some problems with windows, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if those necessarily reflected in the data set, but I mean, those types of kind of issues may not show up initially. So we're not no longer recommending the Tesla Model 3 because of this falling reliability. Yeah, and it's not only about Model 3. I mean, there are some other cars that lost their recommendations and some others that gained recommendations. 
And just to reiterate, I mean, the Tesla Model 3, I mean, that's not based on our own car. I mean, that's data yeah, from right. real owners of Model 3s throughout the country and Canada as well. And, and I think that's a common misconception for us that we answer a lot is, is you know, that's not our data. That's not us kind of changing our mind. That's, to your point, that's real owner data that we're just summarizing. Yeah, and analyzing absolutely. And applying, I right? mean, this vehicle, um, you know, clearly it appears that those first vehicles that it sold maybe are a little different from the later right. ones um, when they really ramped up production. And, and so will we continue to do this kind of later update? So going forward, we're not necessarily looking to do twice a year update, mm -hmm. but what we do recognize is the additional data that we get in the summer is really important. Mm -hmm. So expect to see that summer data incorporated into the fall. Maybe we'll move our fall date slightly right. to make sure that we can incorporate that. Right, but super important data. So give me some of the highlights of, of the reliability updates. For example, uh, the Acura RDX uh, lost its recommendations because of declining reliability. And uh, it happens to be one of the more popular uh, models mm -hmm. in that segment among our members. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of it had to do with the infotainment system, um, screen that uh, gets uh, cloudy and unresponsive. Uh, and, <laughs> New uh, issues, yeah. And yeah. some other issues. I, I mean, this is another reason why you know the current information is so important. So the RDX came out and it has a brand new infotainment system and it's got this true touch pad where it works a different way. Yeah. Um, but some of these systems, so we this is to the 2019 models. We're actually making this recommendation. We have data on 2019 models, and that, it's not the only <laughs> one. Yeah. But um, according to Acura, they have made updates and they've made changes to that system. So they recognize the problem that customers had. And they actually put in over-the-air updates. You know, this is something that, you know, often <laughs> we, we hear about Tesla. We thought just Tesla did no, that. No, <laughs> no, others do this too. Yeah. So Acura has put in over-the-air updates. that's supposed to fix some of those bugs. But this is, a, you know, again, a reason why we have to be so current with this data because if they've updated information, we want to get the new information as soon as possible to consumers to know if it's improved or, or not. So it can benefit them. If they've made improvements, yep. the, an updated reliability can actually help them. And we'll, we'll see that in the next survey, whether that right. uh, worked Whether things or not. worked. Yeah, the BMW X3 was one that actually benefited from them. The newest data that we got mm -hmm. um, showed that it actually rectified some of the problems that we had reported in the fall. So, so now it's recommended. Now we're recommending that so car, yeah. So there you go. So it can work both ways. Absolutely. And in your interactions with the manufacturers, obviously it's got to be of interest to them. And... You know, do you see it, you know, when you're talking to them? Is it reflecting what they believe? Or they're like, ah, you guys are crazy, or? For the most part, they, they know this. So, okay. I mean, obviously, yeah. they, they deal with warranty claims. These are, right. these are often new vehicles, especially when we're talking about um, predictions mm -hmm. for, for the new cars. Um, but, but very often, it's like, eh, we know that, but we fixed it. We think we fixed it. Right. Um, so that's but, where. I'm, but we can't take their word for it. We have to see the evidence through a survey. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So, so again, to your point, you'll yeah. need the update before you're changing scores. Right. And is it our plan to continue to evolve either safety, you know, to continue to, to raise the bar, change the bar in the future? It, it, it's going to keep on moving. Okay. Um, for, for sure. So, I mean, going forward, really, it has to do with the safety features that are going to really show um, when we get data. Right. Okay. So, Look, there's tons of safety features and there's lots of like safety this and safety that. Um, but until we actually see data that is effective, we're not really going to be incorporating into the score. Okay. 
So another big component of this time of year is who makes the best cars by brand. Highlights there? Well, I mean, let's get get right to it. Who makes the best, who, what is the best brand? I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. Um, this year, when we looked at the overall scores of all of the vehicles that we test, um, it wasn't wasn't Toyota, it wasn't BMW, it wasn't Porsche, it was actually Subaru. Wow. <laughs> and it's, look, I mean, let's, let's be clear, we're not incorporating price into this. Right. So, I mean, you know, this is vehicles at any price. Mm -hmm. And when you look at reliability and you look at the way these cars drive and you look at the way they, they handle and the, the versatility, I mean, they make really good cars yeah. across the board. Um, it's, I think it's probably very surprising for a lot. In fact, they have two of the top picks this year. Right. Um, they've got the, uh, the new... Um, Ascent. The su new Subaru Ascent. And the um, Nissan Forester. And the, and the Forester. So, right. so, so and, and what's interesting about those cars is those are actually based on a car platform. Um, and actually, it was introduced, what, in the, the Impreza. The Subaru Impreza was the first launch of that. And they're making these you know, large, comfortable SUVs that yep. are very roomy uh, that drive like almost like a small car, you know. Um, I mean, what, the ride of the Ascent is yeah, just amazing, Yeah, the, the Ascent, right? I mean, the, the ride comfort is so plush. Right, I mean, it, it outrides some actual luxury cars. <laughs> and yeah, yeah I mean, that, and that's going to be a real surprise because, you know, and, and we don't take into account styling or image. And for a lot of people, Subaru is kind of like a very modest, uh, mm -hmm. popular kind of car. And uh, really, best car. And yeah, I mean, when you take into account, you know, how functional these cars are and how uh, user friendly they are and how nicely they drive with uh, easy to use controls and good mm -hmm. fuel economy. Yeah. They are non-nonsense kind of cars that uh, fit the lifestyle of many, many people. Who yep. would imagine that like a Subaru SUV rides better than like a Lexus SUV? But right. It, but, it, but they do. But it's true. But, yeah. yeah. They do. And we've said, you know, probably the Forester won't be a surprise. We've had that on, although you know, it, it's been it's near new. the it's, it's actually right. a new redesigned, redesigned Forester. Right. It's, not, it's not the older one and hit the ground running. They didn't mess it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which we've seen too. Which right. we have seen. Will yes. it continue to be the best car for my 80-year-old mother and my 19-year-old daughter? <laughs> yes. It will continue to be. Yes. We've touched, obviously, on a couple of the highlights. There's so much more information um, behind this in our auto spotlight on consumerreports.org. For those of you who like like the hard copy, all of this is in our April autos issue on newsstands or in your mailbox. Um, we didn't answer any questions, but continue, especially if you have questions on these topics. Keep them coming at talkingcars at iCloud.com. But I want to close with kind of a thought of, will we continue to evolve overall scores and all of that in the future? Yes. The answer is yes. yes Thank you for watching. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, look, the market changes. Right. Um, we the, will have tested more cars. Right. We'll test more cars. We'll, we'll, but, but more importantly, um, just the expectations continue to change. So there's more equipment. Mm -hmm. There's more safety features. And, you know, things that may not even, nobody's even thinking about. It hasn't been invented right, right. now. <laughs> In five years, might be a huge game changer. I mean, there's talk about, you know, autonomous vehicles and vehicle automation. Um, but for us... Um, we don't get that excited about the marketing. What we're interested in is right. data. We want to see if there's a feature that's going on that is actually making a difference that people like or is making someone safer, then we will we'll incorporate We'll that. incorporate it. So if you're looking for all the details on these topics, it's all on consumerreports.org. Go check it out. As always, we thank you for watching. Keep the questions coming. We'll see you next time.